You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. We're here to break down nothing. The Vikings did not play Sunday. They played Thursday. Earned a huge win on Thursday over the Patriots. We talked at length about that in Friday's episode. So here we just kind of push the narrative forward. We won't get too much into the Jets yet. We'll talk more about them on Thursday's episode. Certainly a lot to talk about when it comes to the Jets. Way better football team than I think any of us thought. Um, They have a quarterback debacle going on there. (laughs) kind of excited to dig into that um but let's let's like take a step back look at it with like a thirty thousand foot view first tom um because this team they give us a ton of things to talk about obviously they're nine and two second best record in the nfc chasing down that number one seed i want to talk about justin jefferson not because i always want to talk about him but because mm-hmm. when you look at what the record is right now is he the biggest reason why? Like, does that sound crazy? Because Kirk's had such a good season, but like, yeah, are they nine and two without JJ? I don't think so. Well, I think here's the thing: you have to take Kirk at his word. I know he's a perfectionist. I actually kind of wrote about this, and and like he's probably a little too self-critical, which is not something we would have said about Kirk Cousins literally at any other point in his career, at least in Minnesota. Um, but I think there is some justification that he's not playing his best. Like you think of buffalo game we think of the heroics late in the in the game he did throw the ball directly at a player who plays for buffalo you're not really supposed to do that uh he had a terrible out route pass i know o'connell kind of tried to bail him out this is um going to do the game they won on thanksgiving but maybe it wasn't the best call it still was a terribly thrown ball and he nearly got picked again on a very mm-hmm. similar route that kj osborne bailed him out so again i'm being kind of picky there but i think you know, as much as like Kyle Brandt wants to label Kirk Cousins MVP, I don't think he's driving winning. You know, going back to that Buffalo game, I was sitting next to Will Raggetts and we saw this is after the the crazy catch, right? One-handed. And then yep. he had another catch shortly after that that, you know, almost went over the goal line, obviously. And that's where, where Cousins kind of got stuffed. Um, and then the miracle play, I guess, the fumble, the Allen fumble in the end zone. Around that time, he makes another miracle catch, and we were like, dude, this is like a six-win team. There's no Justin Jefferson, you know? I think if you took him out, right, and in the games that he has been taken out, weirdly Detroit, obviously Dallas, there's one other one where where he didn't play very well. I think he'd be like 
Hawkinson's a good player, but he's not like a transcendent player. Uh, Thielen's maybe not what, what he once was. I don't know if that's injury related, related. I don't know if he's just 32 and this is what 32 receiver year old receivers look like, no matter how great they run their routes. KJ Osborne had an incredible breakout season a year ago. I think it was. And, and considering he looked like a failed special teamer, they got in the fifth round. That's an incredible leap. Good on him. But he hasn't like taken another leap where you're like, man, he's a deep threat or something in this offense. So you take Justin Jefferson out of this. Cook isn't enough. The other offensive weapons aren't enough. I think that's why we're talking about him driving, winning, being an MVP is Sounds counterintuitive. The, the quarterback has to throw in the ball. But to be fair, all Kirk has to do is throw in the ball. He seems to make a play on every play. Yeah. The the MVP odds, we use DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't know. It's something Jace picked long ago and something we've just stuck with. Mm-hmm. But DraftKings Sportsbook, they do a good job. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is minus 160 to win the MVP. He's, he's going to win the MVP unless something crazy happens. I think mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts obviously has an outside chance to a – has an outside chance, mm-hmm. but it, it's Patrick Mahomes' MVP to win at minus one sixty. Kirk plus eight thousand. Okay, like that's like a. I think at one point this season he got as high as like plus like seven thousand, plus five thousand okay. maybe when when he was like in his peak. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's plus ten thousand, and and I, and I get it. Like receivers don't win this award; it's a quarterback's award. It, not even just receivers don't win this award. Nobody except quarterbacks win this award. You know, obviously the last MVP, not a quarterback to win the award, Adrian Peterson in 2012. Mm-hmm. That was the, the year he went over 2000. Pretty deserving. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even he deserved it. Crazy thing about that year. If a receiver was ever going to win the MVP award, that was the same year Calvin Johnson had like 1900, almost 2000 receiving. Interesting. Yards. And it was just completely overshadowed by the fact that, that Adrian Peterson rushed for 2000, almost 2100. Um, and, he, and he ran away literally with, with that MVP award. So I get it. I get why Justin Jefferson is still so high because like realistically, he's not going to win the award. I think it's more of something where we need to like talk, like almost reevaluate how we vote on this thing. And and I get it. Quarterbacks are the most important position on the field. It's like arguably the, I would say inarguably the most important position in sports like that. If, if a quarterback's good, you're good. If a quarterback's bad, you're bad. If a quarterback's above average, you can kind of get by, but the, the quarterback obviously is the engine that makes the thing go. But Justin Jefferson being plus 10,000 just seems kind of absurd to me right now because of everything you said, Tom. Like mm-hmm. the Vikings maybe win six games without him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just think he's um, he's delivered on this kind of promise that he's like, I'm going to give Kirk a reason to throw me the ball, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we've talked about before. I think it was in the previous show. Uh, there's times when in your head you do the calculus and you're like, he just doesn't have enough leverage or there's too many guys around him and he, and he makes this play, right? I think um, – the reward itself, I mean, you're right. Like it took it took Adrian Peterson threatening to break like an NFL record, right? And, and um, think about it. Even we haven't talked about defensive players. Like supposedly a lockdown corner who's the crux of a defense. If that defense, like you think of 17 Vikings and Xavier Rhodes, right? Like mm-hmm. that guy should be in this conversation, right? The the linebacker. So if it's Barr or whoever that is who's running the defense, kind of should be in that conversation because defense can be that important, especially you know, as you're making a playoff push, whether you're playing in, in important games. I, uh, 
first of all, part of me goes, it should be Mahomes because we shouldn't overrate his greatness. Right. You know, like, like I get sometimes people go, I don't know how many, you know, this guy didn't have this many MVP rewards. And then you actually go through the years and you're like, well, it was obviously this guy that year. It was obviously this guy that year. There's no shame in being like the third best player in the league five years in a row. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Um, But I do think we should recognize the greatness. And I understand how Patrick Mahomes is more central to the Kansas City Chiefs winning football games than Justin Jefferson is for the Vikings. Having said that, those those odds are insane. It's Vegas being smart. I mean, obviously, they run some calculus on this and they understand how the award goes. But A, like Cousins shouldn't be higher than him. B, like there's other players. I don't want to go list like every guy on that chart or whatever. But there's other guys who, who should not be anywhere close to what Justin Jefferson is. Having said that, I've always found that because you know i watch the minnesota teams universally pretty closely the rest of the league less so i go i know how important justin jefferson is because i see him on a game-to-game play-to-play basis right i'm seeing what he does on a crucial third down in the second quarter where someone who's just a casual football fan like who's not like charting the games or whatever may go dude i see these sweet catches i see the buffalo one i see you know i've seen him gritty in the end zone enough he's probably pretty good he's there a lot um but he doesn't they don't see kind of these nuances of like kirk just kind of being like i don't know where to go with the ball third down justin jefferson's somewhere over there right and so um i you know i'm not putting him above my homes any other guy i like i like jalen hurts I, the Eagles are great. I still see fallibility within the Eagles, right? And I'm like that. I wouldn't be certain that he's the number two guy come the end of the year, right? And you could also see the the stock of someone else go up. But Josh Allen, if you just watch the Vikings, you'd be like, well, he got picked by, twice by Patrick Peterson and whatever, you know, made some mistakes or whatever. I think a fully healthy Josh Allen or even one who mm-hmm. who is able to overcome a UCL injury, which I still think is insane, and leads this Bills team he should probably be a, but, but Justin Jefferson's put him in a stratosphere where we're comparing him to quarterbacks for MVP. And therefore it feels like the odds should be better for him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line for sure and and you, you made a good point about patrick mahomes right like he should win the mvp he can win it every year it, it's like voter fatigue in the nba you see it a lot like in lebron james prime he should have just won the mvp every year but i get it it's like an award that we want to kind of like diversify and, and make it so the same guy isn't winning make the award race fun because if we just gave the MVP award to LeBron James every year in the NBA, then then really what does mm-hmm. it mean? So I get it. Like I think that's a good point about Patrick Mahomes. Like he should probably get another one this year, and he should probably get another one next year and the year after that. He's he's the best player in the NFL. Um, but to see yeah to see his odds so different than than Justin Jefferson, a guy who impacts winning certainly still at a high level. I. I'm looking just still at this boards and, and we're kind of going all over the place with this now, but like a good example of what the point you're making with like Justin Jefferson's odds should not be that high away from or far away from, from Patrick Mahomes's odds Tua is plus 500 and Tyree yeah. kills plus 10,000. Like, you know, like, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is just weighted differently. Like quarterbacks obviously are and in Vegas is smart. Vegas is not going to make these odds leveled at, at any point like vegas is in this thing to make money 
right? So mm-hmm. like they know what they're doing. And and obviously there's a formula to all of this. Like the fact that that Patrick Mahomes is minus 160 and the fact that Justin Jefferson's plus 10,000 to win this same award, that wasn't just made up out of nowhere. That was made up to make money. Um, but I, yeah, I, I hope at some point in the future, and maybe we're trending that way because it seems like receivers are finally viewed as like, like an impact position in, in, in to the nth degree, right? Like I think receivers have kind of crossed this threshold, like blown past running backs, probably blown past like edge defenders as like the second most important position on a team. So maybe at some point you'll see a receiver break through and and win this award. Um, But I, I think if Justin Jefferson on the pace he has, he's on right now, is not anywhere remotely in the conversation, it, it means it's going to be a really long time before I, a receiver wins the award. I think this is worth saying. I've always believed that MVP is actually a narrative award. Like, it's take take baseball out of it. The problem with baseball is that you can actually evaluate this pretty well, right? And so you can say, like, Mike Trout might not be in the narrative because right. that team always sucks. But, like, you know, he is the best player. Um, but any other sport, like, you, you know, it's easy to compare a – an outfielder to a shortstop, right? It's a little tougher with like a receiver, a quarterback and an edge defender. Right. And I think you bring up a good point. We've talked about the linebacker on the defense in the corner, the edge rusher, all these guys talk about how like every team wants two good ones because it's just disruptive. We saw Washington hangs in a game with the Vikings because of their front four. Right. Um, But I think here's the thing, like I'm on board with someone telling me Tua's become the story. I don't think it's there yet, but Tua's become the story no one's taking away from Mahomes' greatness. By the way, like we're gonna think Patrick Mahomes is great based on how many championships they win, how many, how they do season to season record, just what he did for the Chiefs and what we think of that organization and and um and, and whatnot. So I think um it's not as though Mahomes, if you take an MVP away, you know, away from him, that like this hurts his Hall of Fame case or something mm-hmm. like this down the road, right? Um, but I think with Tua, if he becomes a story, and I say this as someone who like was really pulling from you know, just given he was in kind of a dysfunctional organization and coming off an injury or whatever, if he becomes a story and the Dolphins are that good, it's worth it. But I think it's worth looking at like these other factors like, hey, the Vikings did beat in really tough conditions on the road, beat Miami. They're, you know, they're not that good. <laughs> and the, uh, you know, the other thing is the Tyreek Hill angle, the new coach angle. And I think that's the same thing we got to think about with Kirk specifically. He has Justin Jefferson. The coaching does matter. Um, you know, he did have a pretty talented roster around him. Like he, I think Cousins is still some of his parts. Justin Jefferson, like, is fooling some of the best corners in the league mm-hmm. because of the way he runs mm-hmm. routes. And like Patrick Peterson says, his body kind of lies to you. His, you know, you usually read a guy's hips or whatever, kind of read a certain cut. And you go, I know he's going this way, and Jefferson goes the other way or whatever. Um, and just like the stickiness, right? The fact that we we talked about this, like how in double coverage he seems to grab the ball and obviously we look at that you know the catch in buffalo or whatever and you're like he just has like kind of this almost superhuman hand-eye coordination or whatever so i think jeff obviously justin jefferson needs um a good quarterback a shift from a defensive to an offensive coach helped him a good culture ha- helps him but he's less of some of the parts and this is going to the narrative thing like we've known for a while that kansas city is doing a lot of things right right they get mm-hmm. weapons for him andy reed's a good coach um in some ways, Mahomes, I think, benefited from not starting right away, right? Um, Justin Jefferson would need such a crazy narrative, right? It'd have to be like 
people would have to trust the Vikings are kind of like a Super Bowl team. And I think right now people look and go, they're benefiting from a pretty easy schedule and they're barely getting by against bad teams and all this. And how are they going to handle the Niners and in the playoffs, how are they going to handle like, you know, playing Philadelphia again or, or Dallas again or whatever. Um, so again, like, it sounds funny that it's like, we're talking about the best player, the most valuable player, but because it's a narrative award, you have to take everything into account. Mike, you know, my qualm here is not like that. He should win it. It's more just like, if the odds are that bad for one of the most transcendent receivers in the game, like something's up with the award. We're just, we're literally just awarding the best quarterback basically that year. Yeah, that's it's a, the the narrative thing's a really good point, Tom. Because like that, you see that with all these awards, like the MVP in in the NBA, even the MVP in you know the MLB, uh, the Heisman Trophy award. Like a guy has a good first month, first two months of the season doesn't really matter because if the guy has mm-hmm. a, if someone else has as a really good final three four weeks of the season, they're gonna pass that guy who who if he'd just been kind of consistent level playing field all all year. So. It is a narrative award. Justin Jefferson would need quite the narrative over the next month. Um, perhaps starts that against Sauce Gardner this week. On you know, we'll talk more about that matchup th- Thursday in Thursday's episode. That's something I I, I can't wait to watch in person on Sunday. Um, Justin Jefferson versus Sauce Gardner, you know, one on one. I would imagine he shadows. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that more Thursday. But yeah, I'm glad we got to kind of get this Justin Jefferson talk out of the way because looking at the boards yesterday i was like come on like this is a little ridiculous yeah, yeah um i agree with you if if the odds are so stretched in one you know to one side of the spectrum you know against one of the most transcendent players in the league probably time to reevaluate the award to a degree um justin jefferson spectacular we're not breaking any news there so we'll just leave it there we'll, we'll come when we come back we're going to talk about someone else Um, He's not nearly as transcendent as Justin Jefferson, but will be very, very important to what the Vikings want to do in the next month, two months into the playoffs.